I'm Janie Foote, Editorial Manager on the Journal of Family Planning and Healthcare. I'm at the Faculty Current Choices Conference in London and I'm speaking with Dr Pushpam Chadha who is attending the conference for the first time. First of all I'll ask Dr Chadha a little bit about her background and, and what brings her here. Good afternoon, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a fantastic introduction as a clinician into the conference, but I do have a conflict of interest to declare, is that I've previously worked for Bayer and actually um, found myself on the other side of the symposium. Um, I chose to come back into clinical medicine after being a, a general practitioner and working for Bayer um, into the, and made a deliberate choice to um, continue as a GP as a locum but also to develop an um, interest or, or a very enthusiastic interest into um, women, uh, women's health in the wider sense. So um, as part of that my first um, step was to um, train myself in, um, in the insertion of coils. Um, I found myself at Margaret Pike and a few uh, months later I find myself with a job at Margaret Pike. So um, I, I'm here simply because uh, the senior consultant suggested that this would be a good introduction into the conference um, scene um, for women's health um, and, um, and a, a good place to network and meet new people. That, that's, that's interesting. I think the background will, will give a good start about um, what you might be finding particularly interesting at the conference. Have there been any sessions or lectures which you think as a, as a GP would be particularly interesting or any really exciting take-home messages perhaps? Because I see myself as a person or as a doctor who's very interested in women's health, I have found it very difficult to separate my um, speciality doctor role um, and um, GP role in the um, conference setting, it's very easy in clinical practice, but in the clinic, uh, in this sort of non-clinical setting in the conference arena, um, it's a bit difficult. As a doctor, I have more sort of generic and holistic approaches to health. And one particular um, interesting point on that note, actually, was um, the UK MEC and what that actually means. Um, in general practice, there is a lot of um, emphasis on uh, reflection um, and, um, and critical appraisal of, of knowledge, um, not only for the sake of knowledge and the academic assimilation of knowledge, but how that translates to um, clinical practice. So um, the UK MEC um, is, is guidance uh, for the prescriptions of contraceptions. Now, some of those contraceptions can have, uh, uh, particularly the pill, but so, some of those pills can also have dual function um, and, and be used in different, different um, clinical contexts. For example, um, there, was, there were talks about PCOS, the management of irregular menstrual bleeding. And I found it quite interesting that criteria where I would not be prescribing um, combined contraceptive pill uh, in the context of contraception, I would be using that very medication in this, uh, a patient with a similar health profile um, to help symptoms of um, bleeding irregularities um, and, and so forth. And that for me um, threw up a bit of a um, clinical and ethical dilemma. Um, for me, the risk of a, uh, a clot is the risk of a clot, and um, the communication of risk actually um, is pretty much uniform for what it is, but the context and the flavour of contraception and the perception actually that we are providing something to a potentially healthy person in one, one setting, when actually they're probably not healthy, inverted commas, 
in the other se um, section with no change in their demographics or um, health profile seem to, to make me ask a lot of questions about the value of the UK MEC. It's had a fundamental role in my life um, as a doctor um, when I've been guiding a patient in terms of contraception choices. But yeah, it's, uh, it's something that's uh, brought up this dilemma in my mind and I don't know what I'm gonna, how I'm going to reconcile it all, but maybe um, speaking to some of the senior doctors about it, having some time to reflect on uh, um, on the um, more time to reflect on the issue um, will probably be quite um, useful. I think I think with UK Mech it's a wonderful resource, um, and I, I know because I edited it before it came out in, in publication. But I think throughout it, it does say that the use of your own clinical judgment, perhaps with reference to colleagues, is is the way that you have to go with that document. Can I just um, bring you on to a, some sessions today that the British Menopause Society were running on. Uh, three different sessions on menopause and I think for a lot of people they threw up some interesting points. Is there anything in particular that you would like to say about that? Um, the take home message is for me um, personally has been, um, it has confirmed everything that I felt and um, believed about HRT in that uh, generally it is a good thing it, um, and there are lots of perceptions of unjustified risk um, um, which it highlighted in terms of breast cancer um, uh, cardiovascular profiling. Um, I really would like to help colleagues, um, clinical and non-clinical, spread that message, and um, you know potentially bring a lot of relief um, to women who are suffering, literally suffering, from the effects of menopause. Um, whether it's premature or not, it is um, it is a suffering, uh, having a significant. Um, quality, uh, quality of life impact um, not only psychologically but also physically. I think uh, as it, the point was made a year on from the publication of the new NICE guideline on in menopause, let's hope um, a lot of doctors have read it and are obviously putting it into, into practice and we've come a long way from the, I think it was about 12 or 13 years ago, knee-jerk reaction to HRT when women were just were just stopping taking it themselves or, or doctors were even giving advice to stop taking it. I think it's probably, it's probably calmed down a lot more. And um, Actually, you know, in the general practice setting, I don't believe so. It was only the other day, actually, a, a, a lady who um, was suffering with the effects of menopause was actually... Um, told that she shouldn't take her HRT because her blood pressure was far too high um, uh, and that um, her cardiovascular risk profiling was too, inverted commas, dangerous for her to take the HRT. And actually, she had an element of hypertension, yes, um, an element, <laughs> but not anything over and above um, uh, where, uh, you know, there was malignant hypertension or some sort of uh, obvious contraindication for her having the HRT. She, she left continuing with her Mirena coil, which she wanted to use as part of her HRT, with advice to go back to her GP to rediscuss and revisit the situation, giving her some more evidence-based practice. So, yes, I think um, a, a year uh, on um, the, the news amongst those who are interested and who are specialists um, is definitely clearly embedded, but trying to get it out I suppose to the masses is, is, a, is, a, is a 
perhaps a different story. Well, the menopause isn't going to go away and doctors are going to continue to be faced with dilemmas of prescribing, but hopefully guidance such as this one will be helpful to them. Yeah, you know, I definitely believe that the messages that came out from today's series of lectures actually um, if it could reach a wider audience and the faculty um, can um, help bring those messages to the wider audience that would be absolutely fantastic. Dr Chad it seems like you're having a very enjoyable conference so far and will take quite a bit back to your practice perhaps to share with colleagues. Do you think you'll be attending future faculty conferences? (laughs) Of course, of course. Yeah, um, it's been an absolutely fantastic um, uh, introduction um, as a clinician into, in, into the, uh, this sort of conference scene, it's been very welcoming. Thank you. Well, let's hope that um, readers of the journal and visitors to our website, if they haven't attended a faculty conference before, might think it's a very good use of their time. And I think it also counts for CPD points as well, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I'll definitely be pushing that message through to my GP colleagues. And interestingly enough, um, just as on a sort of final note, I have met a fair few of GP colleagues from the area where I am a general practitioner. Um, and that's been pretty inspiring as well, that there are more of us um, who are also interested. Brilliant. Well, I'd just like to say thank you again, Dr. Chowder, for talking to me and um, enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you very much. Thank you.